Outstanding. <clears throat> okay, it's been a little while. <clears throat> All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Welcome to Macabre Masters. Now, uh, I'm Pope, and of course, as always, I'm hanging out with the lovely original Nick. And um, before we get into how Nick's feeling, because, you know, that's what I always do is ask how you guys are feeling. Um, you guys might notice that I did not mention our friend Noah. And so uh, I actually have to start this cast with a little bit of news. Um, Noah has had some wonderful stuff happening in his life recently. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to divulge his life, but I will say that it's been really, really great for him recently. And so pursuant to that, he's a little bit more busy. And so uh, for the next, for a while, you guys are going to hear new episodes coming out. Uh, Me and Nick will be working on them. But Noah is going to step back and pursue these awesome things that are happening in his life. And, um, and so uh, if you miss him, make sure to go to uh, Noah C. Fisher on Twitch, all right? And go follow him there. Um, <laughs> make sure to go follow him there. Um, he'll still be streaming. But um, other than that, um, Noah is still a macabre master. He is still very beloved by us and by a lot of our audience, and we wish him the best until his victorious return to the podcast. With that said, um, all right, uh, Nick, how you doing today? You know, I'm doing really good, um, but if you can get on the, uh, the cell phone and really call uh, Mothman and Payman, because they keep bringing me up, they're like, okay, so what, Noah's not in this anymore? And I'm like, no, 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 that's not, that's not what's happening, that's not what's happening, so... They're calling me nonstop. <laughs> he he is he's still in it. He's just he's got some stuff to take care of, and he goes with our full support and love. Yeah, absolutely. Now, with that said, tonight is going to be fun. So Nick and I, I I mean, I would be lying if I said we really prepared or did anything <laughs> like that. You know, normally we like do research and all that stuff. We really didn't tonight. Tonight, we actually just decided on a topic that we're going to discuss a little bit. It's going to be a shorter episode, and you're going to like it. It's going to be fun. Tonight, we're talking about horror video games. All right? So, um, the history of horror video games, I don't have any notes or anything in front of me, so Mm -hmm. I could be completely Mm -hmm. wrong. But uh, really, it started with E.T., which was so (laughs) terrible that it scared everybody and got a bunch of them dug out in the fucking desert in a big landfill. Okay, I mean, that one was just terrible. Um, But really, um, horror video games are very effective and very interesting. And the reason is, of course, because you are in the action. Horror movies Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. because of empathy. Um, It's subjective, though, right? It's, It's objective empathy that you have for the characters going through whatever they're going through. Great example would be uh, Pet Cemetery, mm. where um, the little boy Gage gets hit by the truck. I mean, when you're watching it, if you have a soul, okay, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, what must that feel like to like see that? Like, yeah, you, see, because the because the movie, the old movie, I haven't seen the new one, but the old movie, the way it shows it is just with a little shoe, little shoe bouncing on the road. But I've been hit by a car, okay, never by a semi, but I've been hit by a car. And there's like blood streaks and there's like all sorts of gory shit. Okay. So you sympathize with Dr. Creed in that movie. Um, but that's that empathy is it's you're you're separated from it. You're not taking part in it. A horror video game, of course, is different because you are in it. You are part of it. 
So, um, notable examples of horror video games are, of course, uh, Nightmare Creatures, which is wonderful. Dead Space, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Alien mm -hmm. Isolation, which is great. The Suffering, which is an old PlayStation 2 game about a prison, a mental asylum, uh, which is amazing if you've never played it. It's very creepy. There's a lot of really great ones. So, I guess my first question is, Nick, what is your favorite horror game of all time? Well, I'm going to be honest, and it's not particularly a horror game, but my favorite horror level, um, and this is going to sound crazy, but since I was a, a kid, uh, my first video game I ever played really was Halo. So in Halo, the first one, when they introduce the main antagonist, or the secondary antagonist for uh, the next two games, when they introduce the Flood, it's really scary and creepy because uh, from the past few levels, you were uh, towering above these Marines. You know, they're all trembling in fear and they're so happy to see you. Then to go into, uh, and you're fighting the Covenant, mowing down all these baddies. Then all of a sudden, you're dropped in by Echo 419 um, and you're in a creepy rainy forest with down pelicans and down Covenant spirits. And the Covenant are running away from something and getting shot at. And the way they introduce this beast of uh, a monster is um, through the eyes of a playback, uh, through a helmet. And just the way that they're like, this elite is bursted from the inside out. What's going on here? And then the, uh, the revelation that it's like a hive mind beast. And it's just, it's nasty. Um, that's probably my favorite horror anything. Because it's my first experience with it. Um, you know, I, I had been scared of House of the Dead at the arcade. That scared me as a kid. Um, always Silent Hill. Let's see, there was, uh, I'll Bleed on the Dreamcast. My dad had that, and that scared me as a kid. Um, booting it up. I never finished that game. Um, just, you know, I, most of the horror games I played are from the past. I'm not, I'm not really good with, uh, <laughs> with modern horror games. I'd say the most modern horror game I get is probably Bioshock, the first one. Uh, other than that, I played about 10 minutes of Dead Space. As soon as the first Xenomorph jump scares you, I've, I've only done that twice. And I'm like, all right, it gets me both. Times. Like, okay. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Fuck this. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I tried two Let's Plays. And every time I get to the first Xenomorph and I'm like, I, 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 no, it jump scared me and it got me twice. I'm done. <laughs> so. I actually can, um, I can relate completely with your first horror experience in a game not actually being a horror. Mm -hmm. And I, so Tatiana to this day, uh, for those of you who don't know, Tatiana is my lovely wife. Tatiana to this day makes fun of me for this, okay? And I'm going to share it with you today. I'm going to put it out there in the world on the universe vibes. Here's the deal. Jurassic Park, the game for Sega Genesis. So here's what happens. You go through the first level. You see, uh, you see like some Dilophosaurus, some Compies, some Triceratops, a Brachiosaurus. Easy. Then you get to the second level, and there's Raptors, and that's no big deal, whatever. But towards the end, you're walking into this certain part. You scale the wall. You come into this certain part, and you hear boom, boom, boom. Now, before I tell you what happens, which I'm pretty sure you can guess... <laughs> Um, you should know that the dinosaurs in that game were actually rendered using photographs. So they were very hyper-realistic, especially for the 16-bit era and especially for that time frame. So now you probably go back and play it and you're like, yeah, whatever, that's whack. 
But back then, it was damn near photorealistic, okay, because I'm old. So anyway, you hear the boom, boom, and then out of the wall, the T-Rex's head. That's the only part it ever shows in the game is the T-Rex's head. And he starts biting at you. So he goes, roar, and he's like, ah, 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 and he's just biting at you. Now, the thing is, is he does eat you if you get too close. And I'll never forget it because when he eats you, your, your little cowboy hat, because you're Grant, right? Your little cowboy hat or whatever just fucking it just floats down and you're dead um so the way you get past him is by using a flash grenade you dazzle him you can't kill the t-rex um so you just use a flash grenade and you get past him but that terrified me when i was a kid and uh when i got further in the game uh there's a few more parts where he like kind of busts out as a surprise and every single time it got me uh not only that but uh, if you ever watch the Angry Video Game Nerd episode on Spielberg games, he actually comments how the intro movie is really creepy. Um, it's the T-Rex attacking the Ford Explorers. And so um, that really got, I mean, that really scared me. That really got me when I was a kid. And I love that game. I've beaten it multiple times, beat Rampage Edition. But to this day, I still play it. I still boot it up on a RetroPie every once in a while and go through and play it. And that still gets me every time. So mm. the T-Rex. The second one is actually, I'm putting myself out there because I, I feel like it's, I owe it to the audience. So here's the deal. Uh, my friend Braylon, I've talked about him multiple times across multiple podcasts. He's a very dear friend. Um, he had played Five Nights at Freddy, the original one. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, so at the time, I was really, really broke. And I wanted to get the StarCraft game Legacy of the Void, but I couldn't afford it. So Braylon said to me, he said, okay, I tell you what, survive four nights and five nights in Freddy, five nights at Freddy's, and I'll buy that game for you. Honor system, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, the only caveat was I had to play alone and I had to play in the dark. That was the only <laughs> caveat. Oh my God. I never got through night one. Mm. Two days later, I called him. I said, Braydog, I couldn't get past night one. <laughs> like i i couldn't do it it just cre like because the thing is is like something that really gets to me is stuff that um you look away and it moves yeah. or stuff that moves in an inhuman manner mm. and also jump scares i can't deal with jump scares like jump scares fuck me up like an insidious when you see the demon for the first time and yeah. he's right next to old yeah. dude's head he's like <laughs> i'm like i dude i i was like ee! Um, so, uh, that one, uh, that one, Five Nights at Freddy, like, really, really got me. Now, uh, to put a nice bow on that one later on, I did, uh, get the money and I bought Legacy of the Void, and it's a great game, so make sure to play it if you haven't already. Um, the, uh, Protoss for Life, guys. Anyway, point being, um, those games are not, I mean, Five Nights at Freddy is a horror game, but that's a horror game enjoyed by children. Like, yeah. it's, I even tried Five Nights at Freddy 3. Where you're running around a bedroom, and that one I couldn't do it. I just, I just, I don't know what it is, but something in that game just like keys straight into my jimmies, and they yeah. get rustled, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Uh, so maybe one day I'll do a stream. I'll do it. I'll just. I don't have a Twitch channel or anything, but maybe one day I'll get on Nick's or something yeah. or Noah's, and I'll do a stream, and you guys can hear what it sounds like when Pope pisses his pants. <laughs> um, those games scare me yeah so but traditionally scary games like that like are really supposed to be creepy 
Usually don't. Uh, something like Bioshock. I did. I I like Bioshock. I found the little girls to be creepy. Uh, little sisters. I think yeah. They're called. Um, I found them to be creepy, but not so creepy that like it prevented me from playing the game. Yeah. You know. I never. Dead Space. Yeah. The creatures were. Yeah, I think yeah. the part that really got me was, it's it's survival horror. I would say. Because you run out of stuff really quickly, and all of a sudden you're bashing a big daddy with a wrench, and that's the part that really scares me. I'm sitting there <laughs> getting revived in the res tank every <laughs> every few minutes. <laughs> Those fucking big daddies. Dude, they're such jerks. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, you play as a big daddy, so that's pretty mm. cool. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, 15 years too late or something. Um, those are solid. But, um, I mean, I think... I honestly feel, and this is just from my own personal perception, that the most recent really creepy game is uh, actually Alien Isolation. I think Alien Isolation is abjectly terrifying. Uh, and the reason is because uh, in Alien Isolation, you do not have any real weapons. Mm. You cannot kill the Xenomorph. And he hunts you. And the, the guys who programmed it, I believe it was made by Sega, did an excellent, excellent job at making the AI um creepy like it's just it's really very well done and um the thing is is the alien franchise is interesting because the first one was really creepy but then after that they got really kind of they're good but they're hokey right they're not you're never scared of the alien in any of the movies except for one Mm -hmm. and so to bring that back and to remind you why the xenomorph is a terrifying creature was just a it was a tall order and I think Sega just did a wonderful job uh, handling it. Um, I've never gotten past maybe two or three hours into that game because you're uh, just walking around a space station. It's abandoned. There's dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> and you just hear beep, yeah. beep, 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 beep. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. no thanks. No thanks. Um, so I do. I have the complete edition with all the DLC and stuff. Never played it because it's just too freaky for me. <laughs> Why am I doing a horror macabre podcast? I'm such a fucking weenie. I don't, I, I never understand these things. We talk about demonology and I'm creeped out by demons. Yeah. I don't, I, they're creepy. I don't get it. But, um, <clears throat> so that one is really well done. But most of them, Dead Space, not that creepy. Prey, not that creepy. Uh, Evil Within, the graphics are way too crappy to be creepy. I don't know what the hell Bethesda was thinking. I mean, come on, guys. Shit looked like it was made in PlayStation 2 era. Kidding me. Gotta be kidding me. Anyway, um, that none of that stands up, of course, to the creepiest moment in any video game, and that is Lavender Town mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. original Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I, I still remember playing it, too, because... I love the original Pokemon games when I was a kid, and I still do. I actually am doing a playthrough of Red right now. The original Red, not Ruby or whatever. I'm mm. like, not Ruby, not Ruby. It's Fire Red. Okay. I'm actually doing the original on the original Game Boy right now. and uh, But Lavender Town sucks because you realize that Pokemon die. Mm. And uh, I, w- I was talking to Tatiana about it, and she pointed out that the fact that Pokemon die actually was... Basically, after Lavender Town, just completely removed from the series. Like, they don't even talk about it anymore. Hmm. So, I think that's a part of the weenification of Pokemon. And uh, bring back Pokemon Death. Right? <laughs> let, let somebody kill a Pokemon, you know? Oh, my gosh. Make Pokemon Black. Did you ever Did you ever read that creepypasta? 
Um, I think I watched a video about it. That's the thing. Um, for most horror games, I actually watch a lot of videos on them. Um, I'm more of a video essay type kind of guy. Um, a, a few that I could call out is I watch this guy, Jake Geller. He is a fantastic video essayist, and he talks about um, a wonderful artist. The graphics are stinky. That's like her thing. Um, but her game, her name is Kitty Horror Show, and she makes games based on haunted houses, really, and not so much that something died in the house and now the house got possessed by the spirit and then the house is now doing the haunted through that spirit. One of the houses was um, it was left abandoned and the house itself. That the act of it being abandoned made the house itself angry at you for abandoning it and anyone who comes in it. And I think it's a browser game. It's on, I think it's on itch.io. And um, I think every time you reload the page, some part of the game starts messing up. Things are sideways, but it's, it's, it's supposed to happen. Another one was uh, an abandoned town that every time the game reloads, it gets less and less populated to where it's empty. Um, there's one where you're just walking through, uh, walking through, I forget what it was, but there's like a creepy tower off in the distance. And eventually just the whole screen lights up red and it's blaring. Um, I think that's part of the thing is a game that's intentionally trying to scare you through visual blood or visual gore doesn't really get to me. The ones that really get to me are the ones with the creepy atmosphere. And, you know, you said to look at a game uh, called Nightmare Creatures. And I didn't play the game because I don't have an N64 and the N64 emulator on my PC wasn't working. So I watched a full playthrough, and then I watched Kid Icarus, and then I forget their names. It was like uh, Guys Who Talk Over Podcast or something like that. I don't remember what their name was. But I watched a video on the first and second. And the atmosphere is creepy. They they called it the predecessor to Bloodborne because it's... To Bloodborne, Yeah, it's yeah. like 18th century England with monsters in it, with badass boss music, Rob Zombie in the second one. So it was just a, it was a romp. It was, you know... Kind of stinky looking by today's standards. I'd say you probably think kinda it's, yeah. is being generous. Um, <laughs> I think the is, it looked horrible, <laughs> and the the controls are terrible too. So I went through and actually replayed it. Um, but I go through and replay it every once in a while just because I love it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and uh, it's got tank controls. It's got Resident Evil style tank controls, which are just an abomination before God, um, and shouldn't exist. But um, the, the creatures in it were, like, so Nightmare Creatures, one of the things that made it creepy was actually they got the movements really good. So, like, the zombies just have this weird, like, because, like, zombies these days, like, if you see zombies in a video game, like, if you play, like, uh, uh, Back for Blood or something along those lines, mm. zombies are really uh, limber. They're really limber. Yeah. They move really quickly. Like, they're kind of, you know, they're almost just superhuman. And um, the zombies in fucking Nightmare Creatures are the old school style zombies. So, yeah, they got rigor mortis like a motherfucker. So they're like, they're just like kind of shuffling and they're like, "Mm." and when they walk up to you and they hit you, the way they do it is they don't like pull their hand up and hit you because their muscles aren't really working. They actually move their entire top of their body and kind of slap you with, (laughs) uh, with their arms. 
You know what I mean? And I thought that was a really cool touch. Like, if you were an actual zombie, mm -hmm. a reanimated corpse, you would not have the... You wouldn't have the kind of um, hand-eye coordination required to actually hit somebody. Like, you're a corpse. Like, so I thought that was a really cool touch. Um, they got some really cool creatures in it, too, man. The werewolves, the gargoyles. Like, they just all look really interesting and cool. It's the, it's the humans that are a problem because they suffer from the PlayStation 2, yeah, the Xbox One era. <laughs> that... I think that was part of it. The lore was pretty thin. When I looked at it, Alistair Crowley was messing with demons, and he's messing. Yeah, with I, that's yeah, the, that was the, it. And he's always there. He's always in the background. I saw, <laughs> always so, off in the distance. You're always one step behind him. Yeah, it. That's actually Jurassic Park Genesis. That's how it is. You're always one step behind the raptor until the end. Um, and uh, so the plot of Nightmare Creatures actually was pretty cool. It was basically that there was like the secret cult, and they were trying to make like superhumans and then it got released into England and like they all like they all uh it got released and they all became monsters and so all these monsters are hanging out um the main villain that you fight in Crowley I think are not the same dude um so. but it's uh I don't know it's it's a good one it's corny so if you're looking for something that's like horror but not like Five Nights at Freddy Creepy. Yeah. Uh, I think Nightmare Creatures is a great one. It never gave me like nightmares or anything like that. Um, and the second one is, it's corny. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it's corny. Like let's. But here's the thing about Nightmare Creatures. When I researched it, is I didn't know that it was actually really popular. Um, I thought it was just a game my parents got me because they thought it looked cool. Mm -hmm. And um, on the N64, which is the inferior version, um, the PC actually version is pretty cool. And um, they, uh, I thought they just got it for me because they thought it looked neat. But it turns out that it was a very popular game, and uh, that's really cool. I wish there was more of them. I wish they would make a modern update with some like updated controls. That shit would be sick. Of course, they kind of did, and it's called Bloodborne, and it's hard as fuck. <laughs> and I got ten minutes into it and said, "Fuck this," because I'm a weenie. Okay, like I, not because it was scary. Bloodborne isn't scary. It's just. I ran into this guy that's dressed like an undertaker and he looks like Pac-Man in an undertaker robe. Okay. Mm. Motherfucker's fucked up and I might have to beep some of my F's out. <laughs> Too anyway, many for this one. Maybe, I don't know. It's only a 30 minute episode. It's a nugget, you know? So yeah. anyway, point being though, this guy, he, he like, he pulls out this big ax thing that you use to decapitate somebody back in the day. You know, you guys know, right? You know, the Nick, you know, the, you know, the like guy, the he stands by the side, and the, the king's like, oh, yeah. and, and then the guy pulls out yeah, the yeah. big axe, and he's like, Woo. and then, so he was carrying one of those, and uh, Noah let me know that it's optional, but, like, I, like, want to, like, see what the game has to offer, so I tried, like, 30 times, died, like, 30 times, realized <laughs> that some people are not made to play games like this, and went and played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on story difficulty. Um... And still got messed up by the Thunderbirds. <laughs> How? <sighs> that game's infuriating. Horizon Zero Dawn is, is, is infuriating for those Thunderbirds. They chase you. Like, most of them, you get in a fight, and you tangle with them, and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to survive this. And you run, and they're like, okay, well, whatever. Come back later. I'm always here. I'm always waiting. You know what I mean? 
I'm a robot. I don't sleep. I'm right? Here. Yeah. You know, but those those birds chase you and they throw these electric balls at you and they they you die. You die. You're like Bruce Willis. You die hard. Uh, and then the new one came out, but I chose to get the Assassin's Creed games instead. So, <laughs> Sorry, Aloy. <laughs> I mean, I'll get it when it's on sale. DLC's out. Mm. Get the complete edition. Sorry, Aloy. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, it's, the thing is, is when you're talking about horror games, too, it's always the kind of you always have to remember that it's the same thing as horror movies, which yeah. different people get affected by different things. So um, some of you listening might be like, dude, you are such a weenie. Five Nights at Freddy is not creepy. <laughs> Little baby game. But then Slender Man gave Ooh. you nightmares yeah. for like for like six months. And I beat Slender Man without even thinking about it because he's a tall guy with no face. You know, oh, <laughs> oh so scary. Tall guy <laughs> with no face. OK, that's creepy. <laughs> People at cons get on stilts and put freaking socks over their head and play Slender Man, okay? Like, they're, they're Slender Man. And there actually was a guy at one of the cons. At one of the cons in yeah. Atlanta, this dude was seriously, he had on the suit, and he freaking was on stilts Very and nice. walked around with, like, a sock over his head. And he looked amazing. Like, Very I took a picture nice. with yeah. him. He looked glorious. Or maybe she. It mm. might have been a woman. I don't know. I didn't ask. I didn't go into the park and lift up her skirt and check. Um <laughs> That was a Jurassic Park joke. Um, so, yeah. But I, I, so you always have to remember that. That it's always going to different things are going to get to mm. different people in different ways. I don't know, man. Y'all might go play Nightmare Creatures and might piss yourselves. Yeah, play some clock it tower is. with the guy with the little scissors. <laughs> He'll come get you. That actually reminds <laughs> me. One of the single scariest things I've ever played, mm. believe it or not. Uh, Skyrim Special Edition for Xbox, okay? Okay. It was a mod called Clockwork uh, Castle or Clockwork Tower. And so what it was was uh, you you beat it, and after you beat it, it becomes a player home. But the main enemy is a girl who she floats in the air like she floats in the air like she's limp. And she follows you through walls, through everything. She just follows you. And as she gets up close, her head comes up and she looks like a girl from The Ring. Like, just like black eyes and white face and long hair. That shit, like, she was following me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see where this goes. Yeah. I'm going to see where this goes. And it was utterly terrifying. And once again, I, I think that the reason for it is because it's unnatural. Humans are not supposed to float. Yeah. Um, and so uh, she was... So go play it. If you have Skyrim on Xbox, you can install the mod. Go play it. It's creepy as hell. I'm not going to tell you the ending or anything. I will tell you that it really freaked me out, though. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I agree with the Japanese, man. Girls with long hair are creepy. Girl over the eyes. My wife yeah. has pretty short hair, so <laughs> I'm good yeah. to go, I guess. My wife <laughs> has medium hair. It comes to her shoulders or a little bit past. Yeah, see? Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. You're not going to have any issues. And she got bangs either way, so it doesn't cover her face. Um, I think to the point of like a change in zombies. I think we talked about this in my family a while ago. We think what really happened was uh, a little known book. And then a movie came out called uh, world war Z came out and kind of changed the whole zombie thing forever. Uh, Close. You think so? You think so? Was it something before that or after that? It was Romero. Okay. I think it was world war Z kind of 
took what Romero mm-hmm. started with Dawn of the Dead and yeah. Day of the Dead and took it to like the nth level. But yeah. it started it started with Romero. And so modern day and I I, I do want you to finish that, but I just want to yeah. say that modern day zombies, um, the ones that are really limber and really fast really are generally called Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. They're generally called Romero zombies for okay. that reason. Rest in peace, George Romero. Okay, go ahead, Nick. I think maybe they're the limber ones, but then you got like sprinters. And the sprinters and the wall clambering ones, I think that probably came from World War Z. Um, and then what else was I going to say? I think um, I think since we're talking about video games, and then we could talk about video game horror movies, we could talk about the abomination real quick before the episode ends. That is... <laughs> Silent Hill the movie. <laughs> I never saw it. I never played the game. I know oh, nothing man. about Silent. So, have you ever seen Pyramid Head or the sexy nurses? Oh, they are sexy. The ones with bandages yeah. over their face. Oh yeah, baby. I wonder if there's Rule Thirty Four on them. I'm gonna have to check after I'm done here. Probably. I'm positive. I mean, it, I'm positive Silent Hill Two was fantastic. I need to actually play it. I've seen a lot of essays about it, of course, because that's me. I'm the essay guy. But what it was was it was a visual representation of his guilt. Of his wife was dying in the hospital, and he was looking at all these sexy nurses walk by, and so when he goes into Silent Hill, he sees these sexy nurses, and they're you know trying to kill him because it's like, wow, you you were sexualizing and you know thinking about I think he was ha- think he was ha- about having an affair while his wife was dying. He was looking yeah. at other women while his wife was dying, and then number two was Pyramid Head, which shows up in the movie, and that's also from Silent Hill too. But that is a physical manifestation of his guilt that he feels towards, you know, those feelings as well. And all he's done to his wife while she was dying. <laughs> it was awful. And then they just threw it in the movie just because. <laughs> sounds like an awesome, uh, sounds like an awful human that deserves everything he gets. It sounds like, it sounds like that, that kind of character. That sounds like somebody that you just boot up the game just to kill them and then leave the game again. Um, as uh, both of us game. being, <laughs> both of us being married men, mm. I uh, think that we're probably both disgusted by that kind of behavior. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, sexy nurses are sexy nurses, but you know, your uh, your loved one is dying. It's, Maybe yeah. give them every ounce of attention and love you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. That's I don't like that. No, it's 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 esoteric. Every well. Every monster you face in the game is a, is a reflection back on the main character as he goes into Silent Hill. It's all his demons that he's wrestled with manifesting into these horrific, terrifying creatures. So I like games like that. I like games that set up the horror and have an analogy. Um, Halo has a little bit of that. It's more of an ancient eldritch being. Um, that transform themselves. Yeah, they're called the primordials, and in (laughs) the lore guy, but in in Halo, this is the last thing I'll talk about before I kind of give up on you know, because we're wanting to be a short episode. But I think the most interesting about that that one is so the primordials in Halo made everything. Okay, so Halo is more than green guy go shoot. It's more of the in the ancient 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 times you had the primordials and the primordials all were hunted by the forerunners who were created by the primordials and they eventually there's one primordial left and he turns himself into basically what they call a grave mind which is a hive mind and 
I think it was either Hidden Xperia or Halo Cannon or even Installation 00, one of those guys, talked about the ultimate form of uh, peace in the galaxy. I don't know. No. The Forerunners want an ultimate peace. I think um, ultimate form that the Primordials wanted to end suffering was to eventually just kill everything and put it all into one hive mind. It's, it's really gross and really interesting. It adds a, a depth of a layer to Halo that a lot of people seem to miss. Um, I think it's really interesting as well. But that's the last thing I got on horror video games, horror movies that tie into video games. <laughs> that I thought you were going to bring up. I thought you were going to bring up Resident Evil, which I could. I, the first one, yeah. second one, and third one were pretty good, but the rest of them were kind of. I like the first one. I've really only seen the first one. I have the trilogy, but I've only watched the first one. I think I've. I've watched the second and third one, but I have not really watched them, watched them. I think it was, what's like, the only thing that's really tied between them was like, at the very beginning, they're in a mansion, right? But the whole facility's underneath that mansion. Well, that so that was the first one, and then, um, I don't remember the second one at all, but then there's Extinction, and Extinction was out in the desert. Hmm. With Deuce Bigelow, uh, Mel Gigolo's <laughs> Gigolo mentor being the romantic interest. <laughs> he was really good. He was really good in that movie. Great guy. Me and Brandon movie. were talking about him earlier. Everyone likes um, the, the laser hallway scene where you can cube up the oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude! Dude, <laughs> when he, he turns into cubes, yeah, he's yeah. like, cube That's me, part, dude. Yeah. That was sick. That was completely that was sick. Was Those aren't one. scary, though. I will say that I played Resident Evil 1 for a little while. Um, I was, I was, it was way past this time. So like it was, I was just as a curiosity, the same way I played, uh, like Ocarina of Time and yeah. I'm probably going to lose us 20 million subscribers. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go on the negative. Yeah, um, yeah. but basically what happened is, uh, sorry guys, Ocarina of Time, garbage, you know terrible what? game. I'll lose us 20 million more. I'm not a fan of Ocarina of Time either. I think it's, <laughs> I don't like Fuck Ocarina of Time. <laughs> All right. And Majora's Mask. Um, same damn game, different mechanics. Anyway, uh, so yeah, definitely 100%. Um, Resident Evil is not very creepy. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, so guys, yeah, this was kind of just us just chatting a little bit. Uh, as you can probably tell, we're still making the adjustment to figure out, you know, what we're going to, I mean, we're missing one of our limbs. So we're, we're trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do. Mm. Um, and what we're probably going to end up doing is, uh, we're, we're going to keep doing episodes. They'll be shorter. And then, um, you know, Noah will come back eventually. Also, uh, we're talking to somebody else about maybe coming in too, but do not know if that's going to happen yet. So do not want to get you too excited. With that said, um, Nick, uh, do you know, I think, do you want to tell everybody about the stuff that you're working on? Because I know you're working on some pretty cool stuff. I think they might be interested. Sure. So nothing is set in stone yet. I've done a few preliminary pilots on the original Nick show. Uh, for a few audio dramas that I got going on. If you listen to the fan cast or the fan podcast that I started with a writer, so the way I do things is I'm more of a director. So what I do is I pay writers to write for me. What I do is I send them the money and I go, here is the outline of the story that I'm thinking of. And then I let my writers go crazy. I, don't, I give them no parameters. If they want to make it NSFW as heck, go for it. If they want to make it as violent or as cheesy, as corny as possible, go for it. So what I did was I 
I paid a writer to write a Skyrim fan fiction, an audio drama, where our main character is a girl, and she is trying to. She's a courier. And she's always one step behind the Dragonborn. So, yeah, yeah. I actually paid someone else too to um, uh, to create their own uh theme song based on the Skyrim theme. So. I really went out and I spent a whole lot of money on this pilot episode. I can't get back with the writer. I don't know why he's not getting back to me. But I had a full cast. I was the narrator. So that's my role is I'm always the narrator and all my stuff. I'm trying to create my own audio verse um, where I have all my stories and they all cross over at some point into something really cool. Um, so I'm working on that. I've got that one out as a pilot. The next one to go up is going to be Mondrota the Merciless. Uh, a lot of these things are all fantasy-based. I'm a big fan of fantasy. Um, uh, I also got one, and this is one that I'm writing myself, and it's going to sound really stinky because I'm not much of a writer myself, but Captain Andromeda, that's what it's going to be, and it's going to be a weekly serial. Um, It's going to be Andromeda and the whatever it is. Like The first one is like Captain Andromeda and the pilot, or in the beginning, so it's just the first one. So I got that one in the works, um, and I'm going to work on becoming an audio... Ba- like not an audio engineer, but a, a basic person who can really edit and equalize and harmonize and make the sounds sound decent <laughs> with Pope's help. So <laughs> crossover. It's a it's a crying shame that when you're trying to write stuff that you don't know any award winning comic authors or anything like that. <laughs> I just it's a crying shame. That oh, would man. be really cool if you did. Um, I. I I don't I don't know. Uh I've never heard of such a thing. Hey, uh completely unrelated guys, actually something that's going on is I just got the test copies back from my new comic Disco Infernal. Uh super excited about that. It's going to be cool. I'll tell uh everybody more about it later. I got to uh, make a few corrections before it goes to market on beetlemonk.com. Do keep in mind that this is going to be an 18 plus explicit comic. There's spiked penis in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lots of spiked mm. penis. Astaroth, the demon. We named all the demons actually after real demons. So that's oh, fine. interesting. There's no pay, payments not in the book though. Okay, um, he gave us too much trouble. Yeah. You know, using his he likeness in the podcast. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not the, playing with payments. Own, yeah, we still own royalties. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us on this episode of Macabre Masters. We hope you have a wonderful, beautiful, amazing, awesome, kick-ass week. Um, tomorrow is President's Day, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's this, this holiday we all celebrate and don't know why. Um, so with that said, uh, I think that we're done here. So yeah. everybody have a great time. Uh, and, uh, we will see you on the next episode of my car, motherfucking bastards. Master. Master. <laughs> Master. Bye. What? <laughs> 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 fucking Metallica <laughs> <laughs>